0: Welcome to the Becoming Yourself Podcast. This podcast is focused on personal development, healing, mindset, and becoming who you truly want to be. We learn through others' experiences and use the knowledge they have gained to better our own lives. Hope you enjoy the episode. In this episode, I interview Mason and Addie Cameron. Mason is my cousin, and Addie and him have been married for four years, so I've known both of them for a long time. We talk about their journeys in developing their skills in mountain biking and skiing, How to slowly push your limits, defying stereotypes, going after what you want, and the importance of community and peers. Hope you enjoyed the episode. We want to introduce Mason, Cameron, who you are, and just give us an idea of what got you where you are now.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, My (laughs) name's Mason, obviously, and I grew up kind of bouncing around the West Coast, uh, Arizona, Oregon, California, Utah, Colorado, so... Just got a couple more states to check off there. (laughs) Um, But grew up with a couple of siblings and playing team sports. And around my young teenage years, I kind of got into the outdoorsy solo adventure sport kind of things. And Mm -hmm. uh, really dove headfirst into mountain biking, which I absolutely love. Um, And then when I was in high school, had uh, the opportunity to go to kind of a different high school where I kind of did online for half day. And then I was able to get a job for the second half of the day. And I ended up, uh, working for a bike company based out of Arizona. And that really just helped ignite the passion for mountain biking and growing that even farther.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And then graduated high school, moved to Utah. Um, did some bike shop stuff, mountain biking, and dabbled in photography a little bit, um, and eventually met Addy, and then dated for a little bit, got married, moved to Colorado, crested Butte, um, and that's roughly where we're at today. I mean, now we're in Utah. Right?
0: Utah, but yeah, other than that, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. What about you, Addie? Do you want to give us a little bit of an introduction of who you are?
3: Yeah, sure. I'm Addie Jacobson. I am a skier. And I grew up in Utah, mostly. i have three siblings. I tried all the regular sports in middle school and high school, and none of them caught on except <laughs> skiing. <laughs> Surprise. And so I ski raced all the way through high school. I absolutely loved it. I, Since I started skiing, I knew I wanted to be a professional skier. And when I got to college, I started to do big mountain free ride competitions instead of racing. And I absolutely loved doing that. And then in college, I met Mason and uh, he likes mountain bikes. So I learned how to do that. And now I love <laughs> that also, but less. And that's that's about it. Skiing is apparently most of my life
0: awesome yeah you guys are like the skiing mountain biking outdoor adventure couple whenever i think of you guys but it's so funny because when i think of you guys you guys are like the same person but different sports it's so funny
3: (laughs) it is kind of that way i love it (laughs) yeah
0: um let's talk about the challenges that you guys have faced or like the because i don't know mountain biking maybe for more for guys is a little bit more typical but like skiing for girls isn't as much typical or let's talk about the challenges because you guys are both i would say really good at the sports you guys do because you guys have done it for a few more than a few years and put a lot and a lot of work into it so what are like the what are the challenges that you guys have faced in just getting to where you are now versus like starting like what were the difficulties on the path from the beginning to where you are now we'll probably go into that a lot deeper but that's like the broad the broad question that i have
1: yeah i'll start with that one uh i think (laughs) one of the answers that I think stops a lot of people from getting into mountain biking is the cost. Yeah. So thankfully, um, I had supportive parents and specifically a dad that also liked to (laughs) mountain bike. Um, So that helped a lot getting into it. And the challenges I think that I've faced has just been like finding people of my age, especially in the high school years that Mm -hmm also did it. Um, so a lot of times I just spent time mountain biking with my dad, which was a lot of fun, but not maybe necessarily what you always want to be doing when you're a junior and senior in high school. <laughs> uh, there just wasn't a lot of people my age doing it in uh, the spaces that I was. Um, so I think that's been the hardest part. Um, mm-hmm. But in the last few years, uh, as I've gotten older, more people have gotten into it. And I've found some really great friends that ride and can connect that way.
2: Uh, mm-hmm.
1: So I think just finding people that were able to push me and kind of just get out and do it with was one of the biggest struggles in mountain biking.
0: Yeah, just trying to build a community and find the people that helps you in that those skills.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. What about you, Addy? Yours is probably a lot more, a lot more into it <laughs> than that.
3: I don't know. I guess there's probably like tons of different branches to that question, but like the first thing my mind thinks of is like, for the longest time, my goal has been to be a professional skier, and that obviously alone is a very challenging thing to do because so many people feel that way. There's like so little room uh, for professional athletes. There's not a lot of money in skiing to support those athletes. Like in general, that's like a super big ambitious goal that like thousands and thousands of people are chasing um and then like the farther you get into trying to become a professional skier like the more you realize just how difficult it is and like what that actually entails mm-hmm. um because it's like not the most like glamorous thing with like big paychecks like regular professional athletes are uh, okay. is very different and like you really have to like embrace the fact that you yourself is a brand and like you're making every part of your career happen for yourself like Mm -hmm. i i'm not quite there yet like i don't fully understand this but like it's all super challenging because you have to like create the projects, create the opportunities, like find the people to work with. Like it's Mm -hmm. all just like endlessly challenging in that way where there's like no straightforward path that says this is what you need to do to become a great skier. Um, And then like obviously social media like complicates that too because the previous generation of like great skiers uh, (laughs) became what they are today without social media. And now there's like this whole... New big game that is the internet, um, which (laughs) is kind of funny to work with. And I just say that to say like there's no like one path to success. And I think anyone who's trying to be a professional like extreme sport athlete, whether that's skiing or mountain biking, like they're figuring it out piece by piece and making it work and as like a new job, basically like Mm -hmm. it's not quite been done in this way before. and then obviously there's like extra layers of challenges like being a woman in like traditionally male-dominated space, um, and how there's seems to be like significantly less space for women and like female professional skiers, um, because there's this idea that like the majority of skiers are men and all the marketing needs to be for the men, and there's just like traditionally been this idea of like one woman one woman is enough whether it's like in ski movies or like in the magazines or like one woman for each ski brand that sponsors mm-hmm. there's been like just throughout history like less space for women which just makes like that one in a million spot even harder to get to to find and then like for me like my big challenge has been like I don't want that one spot as a professional mm-hmm. skier like I want to like shatter all of the walls around and like show everyone that there's like room for so many more women yeah create that space for as many women as possible and just like break down those barriers so there's lots of challenges and all of that obviously i can talk about it forever because i just like yeah
0: it's okay we'll have a lot more time to get into that because i do definitely want to branch out into those fields especially the female working on it as a female being in a male dominant sport and how defying expectations and how just putting into what you want to do no matter what other people think or what the expectations they have on you so i want to go into that a little bit more but i so like your main challenge right now is of course skiing but then also adding social media onto it because you're trying to you're basically on this journey of producing yourself and creating yourself as a brand, like you said, and for skiing and mountain biking in both of those areas, there's not really a set path for that. So you guys are trying to figure it out all with all these challenges. What has kept both of you guys going in? Cause there's so much work that you guys put into, I can see it. And especially it helps that it's something that you guys both really enjoy doing. And like, it's super passionate about, but are there, have there been any times where you just been down yourself or feel like, you just can't keep going forward. Or you feel stuck. What have what has gone gone you past that point, or just have kept pushing you into keep putting the work in?
3: You're looking at me because you want me to go. <laughs> um. Yes. One second. I'm remembering your question. You're good. Quick.
0: You're good. I talk a lot. So. <laughs> <laughs> um.
3: Yeah. So I think obviously it can be challenging at times to get the end of your question. Um, What keeps me going is knowing that like I can use social media and like my platform as a way to inspire a lot of people. And like my hope is that I can help like specifically for me, like the next generation of girls in these sports realize that like there's there is space for them, um, that they can show up as their true selves, mm-hmm. like to just like help empower them. Um, knowing that if I can empower like even five girls, that they can like take on the next generation like that much stronger and empower like the next five girls, and like I hope it would be on a larger scale. But I know that like that's where the the change comes from. Mm-hmm. And I forgot the first half of your question, but if you ask it again, I'll answer it. <laughs>
0: um, I don't even know if I remember it. I the uh, the main question I was getting is what keeps pushing you in the times. That you feel like there's so much that you have going against you, basically. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what you answered. You said, I liked your answer a lot. Because usually, what I was thinking your answer would be would be just because you enjoy it. But I love that it's getting other girls to show that they can do these things when they enjoy it, No matter what other people think of them, you know. So I think that's yeah, really great like that you do they that.
3: Back.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I want to talk about two ideas. And we'll go back to the defining expectations thing later, but I want to not have you talk this whole time and have Mason talk a little bit. We'll go we'll get him in a little bit. <laughs> but, um, so for both the of your guys, sports, there's a lot of like, it's action sports, you know? So there's a lot of crazy stunts and a lot of things that are just like for most people it'd be scary. And we have this thing called the comfort zone. Everyone knows what it is. And you guys have probably had to break through that many, many times in to be able to advance your skills. Is there, any stories you guys have where you've had to break your comfort zone or just what have you learned has helped you get out of your comfort zone in bettering your craft and bettering your guys' skills and your sports that you do?
1: I think it's step-by-step. We don't become these awesome athletes overnight. Um, For me, it's, starting out small and then just growing so whether that's um throughout the whole experience of mountain biking as a whole or whether it's a single ride where i go out i start out just trail riding whatever Mm -hmm. it may be and then oh i see this feature and i know in the back of my mind i've already warmed up my skills i already know what i'm doing and then you just push it like a small step forward so Mm -hmm. maybe jump over this i know i can do it i'm a little bit nervous i've never done it (laughs) <laughs> um, but in the back of my mind i know that i can mm-hmm. uh, and it's just that smaller small step bigger than just the last thing that i did so it's yeah. very progressive um i like just, how you take it
0: day by day too and like moments by months because usually when we think of that we say like the whole picture but i like how you do it like even at one trail ride you know that that's a really interesting way of doing it
1: yeah, i so think like, it would help a lot of people a lot even just like pulling up to a session at the jump spot that we love to go to, we, we don't just roll up and start hitting the biggest people <laughs> and try that trick that's been in the back of my mind. There's the warm up, the setup, and, yeah. and just figuring it all out and being centered. And confidence is key when you're doing something like that.
0: Yes, yes, yes. You can't back down or else you're going to fail. <laughs> what about you, Addie? Uh,
3: I agree with all of that. Like <laughs> the best way to overcome fear is to like, not overstep like to not push it too far to like stay in what you know you're capable of is different than just like oh I'm just gonna like send this because it might be possible mm-hmm. Type of here it's just like a little bit reckless and I think that's how you like push the boundaries of your comfort zone like safely and wisely and yeah like, yeah. like is actually gonna make you feel more confident and like do the things you didn't know were possible. And it's also good to have people to help you and support you in new scary endeavors.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: For sure. That's going back right. to kind of one of the biggest challenges, is finding those people that are a similar level to you, maybe one step ahead of you to that, mm-hmm. and pull you into that next biggest jump or uh, teach you how to do the next trick. Um, the peers really make the sports for sure.
0: Oh, one thing that I actually really liked what you said was pushing yourself, but wisely and safely, because with that comes a lot less risk. And when we do that, we're actually able to push ourselves out of our comfort zone more often, you know, so it's not like so crazy that it's like something we've never ever done before, but it's little by little out of your comfort zone. Like Mason was saying, just slowly stepping out of your comfort zone, which I so it's just really taking it slowly, you know, safely, wisely, slowly, but still trying to push a little bit past that. And I also liked you what know, Mason was saying that spending time around people that are e- even better than you, you know, because then you can learn things from the things from them and teach them, and then you guys just go back and forth and better both of your guys' skills as well, you know.
1: It's pretty cool, also being uh, at the point where you can be the step ahead person and yeah, you know, looking back and helping those get to the next step and hit that feature that they've been scared of and just like see their stoke and progression along the way is really cool
0: yeah that would be super cool i had a so i'm doing like coaching kind of therapy thing and i had my last session before i'm going to asia for a few months and we were talking about um coaching people and so he kind of taught me the things that he's been learning so i've kind of been into that place where I'm able to start teaching other people as well. But one thing that he said that I have learned a lot is when you coach people, you do only do it with permission, you know, because that's when they're able to get in the right place of mind and learn from you. So that's yeah, that's that's super cool because then you see like your skills bettering other people, and you get to teach them and see them improve. And I think that's one of the biggest blessings that you can get because it's your passion put, up, and you see it with other people as well. So that's super cool. Absolutely. Let's go back to the defying expectations. This kind of goes on Addie a little bit more than it does Mason because she's in a male dominant sport as a female. And she, like you said, there's only that, or people have this idea that there's only that one in a million spot. But she also wants to break those expectations and show that there's not really a one in a million spot. It's just the girls that want that spot or whatever just if we can understand that everyone can i don't even know what i'm saying this is <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't even know Addie, addie's better at talking about it than me she's
3: <laughs> i think i get where you're getting at, and like, i think like part of the question you were like about to start asking too is like historically in skiing like women have been had expectations placed on them kind of where yeah. we started it. um and like almost put in a box of like this is how you appear here's the type of things that we want you to ski here's how we want you to look in the photos because we think that that's what sells the product like mm-hmm. especially like 20 years ago like that was definitely true and we like female professional skiers were very much expected to show up in the same way and like it's we're just starting to break down those barriers and like prove that like there's so many ways that a woman in an extreme sport, any extreme sport can show up authentically Mm -hmm. and not just like this one way. And I think that the same thing is happening for like everyone in their life and the whole world. Like we're all impacted by like gender roles and like just general expectations of like who we should be and what's acceptable and I just think that, that that like really harms everyone in a way because it limits our ability to like be authentic, to be the truest version of ourself. And I think that like it's challenging, but you need to like I want everyone to be able to like stop caring what people think just enough. To like, find who they really are and, like, find their power within that and realize, like, here's the things I'm passionate about. Here's the way I show up in the world and, like, figure out how they can use that for good. Whether that's, like, for me, that's really, like, female empowerment in the ski industry. But, like, everyone has their thing. um, And that's what I have to say.
0: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's basically getting out of the stereotypical box that our society has put us into, like for you, it's females in skiing and they've been raised for out, like you said, 20 years to be this type of skier. And, but for guys in like skiing, you can do whatever you want. No one cares. Cause that's just how it's been. But for girls, it's you, what you're trying to say is you want to show girls that they can break out of that box. That is the stereotype of who they're supposed to be. And I think it also has to go back with breaking out of your comfort zone as well. It's the same pattern. It's all taking it little little by little. Like we don't have to do something absolutely crazy to show people that we don't want to be who they think we're supposed to be, which in, in the grand scheme of things, we do want to get there. But a lot of times it's scary for people to do that in the first place. So I think we take the same perspective that we have of breaking out of our comfort zone in also breaking out of the stereotypical box that people society places on us in all of the aspects of our lives in that same way and breaking out of in this similar pattern it will allow us to like you said show up authentically with ourselves without judgment of what other people think because we've slowly built up who we want to be and how we want to display ourselves to the world no matter what other people think so I kind of want to go into your emotional journey as a skier of how those societal stereotypes of female skiers have affected you and how you've grown to break out of that and show other females that they can do the same thing as well.
3: Yeah, so there's a lot there. <laughs> um, I can try to put it like as simple as I can, but like you can, if I, you
0: can talk for like ten minutes. It doesn't matter as long as you. Yeah, we have a while. Whatever you guys want to do. I like talking, so.
3: Yes I can talk all day but if I like (laughs) step back and I like imagine myself like senior year of high school like freshman year of college like where I was at in skiing I was definitely still in the position where I was like trying to fit the mold of what I thought I needed to be in order to like chase my dreams to be a professional skier and that like I was like the one girl in my ski group of all guys like really representing that like there's there's one token spot like even mm-hmm. just in my small group and like showing up in a lot of ways like a little bit like more masculine to try to be like oh I can just like send just as hard as the boys but like not too much that way because like I still need to present as a girl and yeah. like obviously like need to like trying to constantly like be what everyone wanted me to be in like in a very impossible way because you're supposed to be like sending it so big but like you still need to be feminine, and just like this crazy weird mix that I was just like <laughs> fighting all of these. Like,
0: it was like, like a tug back and forth
3: that, like, of what the ski industry wanted from me, like, all these mm. limiting these holding me back. Like, I'm thinking, oh, well, if I like show up too feminine, then I must not, like, no one will take me seriously, and like, mm. I won't be as good of a skier. Like, there's just so much going on in my brain at that time that was just like ultimately holding me back because other people had like a say in what I thought I needed to be. And like, it's been a long journey over many years to like try and slowly break apart each and every one of those like hundreds of little beliefs that I held in my brain that were not real and were placed there by other people or organizations or the system as a whole. Mm -hmm. Um, And then just like picking apart at those, bit by bit and a lot of that like big change comes from seeing really powerful examples in skiing too and like have people to look up to who are like breaking the rules and like doing things differently was like a huge part of that journey for me. Um, And so I think that's also why I'm like passionate about being that for other people is to just like really show like others what's possible. Again, so there's just, like, this whole journey from, like, being held back by these low lonely beliefs to, like, breaking them down one by one and realizing that, like, there's so much more.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I that's really powerful, and I hope to do that for other people now.
0: Yeah, that's super cool. I want to talk about, Mason, is there anything that you've had to learn or understand or just what you've observed in her journey? Because, like, for you, you're this male mountain biker. Like, that's super cool. Everyone like it's not, everyone doesn't be like, oh my gosh, she's doing this thing that no one does, you know? But for Addie, she's doing a thing that not as many females do, or at least the females that do it aren't advertising it in as much of a way as she is. And that's what she's trying to do. But what have you learned in watching her or being married to her and just observing her journey?
1: I think there's a few things. Um One is that Addie is very strong person, um, Mm -hmm. maybe strong willed, um, (laughs) she's not gonna give up easily. Um, And so I think that kind of just shows um, that there's many ways to do it because I think a lot of things in the past has been that kinda show up, look pretty, do the thing, step aside. Mm-hmm. um i think addy and the way that she does things is just generally different in that manner um where she is going to kind of put her head down and grind and do all of the things to get to where she wants to be um but i also think that she feels like she always has to be proving herself mm-hmm. um, even still like she does wear a bright pink coat or a blue and pink or like whatever the feminine color is that she loves at the moment, which is awesome. Um, but because of that, she does go out onto the mountain and say, everybody's going to recognize me because of the super loud color that I'm wearing and I have to prove it every single time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I do think there's a lot of pressure in being in that space and having some eyes on you. Um, that that's powerful and difficult um to work through but ultimately hopefully in the end it does it does do what the goal is and kind of open up more space and show different ways of doing things um but yeah
0: Mm -hmm. awesome man well i want to ask you a similar question is there any way or what that you've had to defy expectations or go against other people's expectations in your sport or just what you do in general because i mean like for you you didn't you, you went to online school and did bike worked at a bike shop that's not as normal as some people so you may be something about that i don't know
1: no i i don't know that i'm always one to look at people's expectations uh, mm-hmm. i think uh, my dad has taught me that I should be whoever and whatever I want to be, and that's okay. Um, and I should chase whatever I want to. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he's told me that from a very young age. So I think yeah. I've re- somewhat been able to kind of step away and just kind of say, like, this is what I want to do and do I'm it. I'm going to get there. Yeah. And I think a lot of that has to come back to just kind of like self confidence um, and somewhat kind of back to the male-female a little bit, like young boys, especially, like, prime example, my dad always told me, do whatever you want to do and, like, you're will you a smart guy, you'll figure it out. Um, And, like, I was always told that, um, where I don't know that all the women have. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I feel like I haven't had to prove myself much. There's a little bit where sometimes going out on group rides, people know that, we have brand partnerships and things like that. And so like, I have to ride faster. I have to do this. To like, that to these people that I'm worth it, even though I already know that what I'm doing is
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think sometimes there's that type of expectation, but, um, I think ultimately I've done a pretty good job of just doing whatever I want to do. Probably. <laughs>
0: What have you, is there anything that you've done to help your confidence or has it just kind of come naturally your whole life?
1: No, I don't think it's come naturally my whole life, but I do think that um, working customer service and with people
2: uh, Uh
1: has given me a lot of confidence. Uh, has just taught me how to interact with people, but it's also shown me a lot of different viewpoints of the world. And I've gotten to figure out my own. And I think kind of that journey has helped a lot because, yeah, I'd say like middle school, young high school, even most of through high school, I wasn't the most confident. Um, But yeah, graduating and like getting out into the world and like seeing more viewpoints and different things uh, has really helped me. Mm
0: -hmm. Addie, what is there anything that you've learned in observing Mason's journey or trying to understand and see what he is or at least try to support each other? Is there anything you've learned in doing that with him?
3: Um, Mason teaches me a lot about not caring what other people think.
0: <laughs> That's always a good thing to learn. <laughs>
3: yeah, he's very good at doing his own thing. And in the back of my head, like, I overthink everything. And I, like, am in tune with my feelings and all the feelings of the people around me at all times. And to just, like, remind myself to, like, sometimes step away from that. And, like, not everyone's going to have the same opinion as me or, like, feel as passionately about something as me. And, like, just to remember that, like, the people whose opinions matter the most are the people who are, like, closest to me and i don't know he, that's what he shows and teaches me
0: awesome um i want to talk a little bit about your guys's brands and creativity and just because you guys have your own brand right or is it mason's brand i don't yeah it,
1: it's mine uh okay okay he helps me um mm-hmm. mostly models for me uh, yeah. just, <laughs> like that. um but I would say that she also has her own brand, mm-hmm. uh, which is, which is just herself. Um, yeah, she's building that and selling that to to people, just as I'm uh, making designs and selling those to people. So,
0: mm-hmm. what started your journey with developing y- your brand and just like did you decide one day I want to start a brand and and what has been your creative process in developing that brand and i'll ask you the same question as well Addy, but with yourself rather than your brand you know
1: <laughs> uh yeah so i think well one i've always been somewhat curious entrepreneurial person um mm-hmm. i've had a lot of little side projects over the years and um one thing that i've always been passionate about is mountain biking and looking cool uh, <laughs> And to kind of go along with the looking cool, I combined the two. And so I do, I've got my little brand called bike stuff and I just do like hats and t-shirts and things like that. Um, so I always am trying something creative, whether it's, um, designing things like that, um, to a graphic design and I've really been kind of getting into photography recently. And as I mentioned before, I was doing that a little bit, um, kind of right when I graduated high school. So um, I always enjoy being creative and Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of finding the right outlet and the outlet that brings me the most joy at the time. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: But I think the how is simply just figuring it out.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I watched a lot of YouTube, Googled a lot of stuff, wasted a lot of money uh, and just the best teacher. (laughs) Yeah figured it out, um, which is my preferred method of learning for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you, Addie?
3: Um, what's the question? How,
0: how have you, uh, um, developed your creativity in developing who you are as a brand or advertising yourself and what has been your process in pushing that along?
3: Yeah. So I guess right now it feels to me like I have, two brands i put that in quote one being like myself and one being my all women ski movie and (laughs) i feel like i'm constantly trying to like promote both of these things with obviously uh the shared mission of all the things that i'm passionate about Mm -hmm. and the process of like growing that is For me, just through social media, like I'm just trying to get an audience of like women who have felt the way that I am feeling and have felt in the past and like are looking for a community and like support and like empowering messages and just like all of that. And it's just been like this big. Social media push for me in my ski movie to like bring as many women together as possible and to like connect virtually. And I just think there's like a lot of power in that. And I love bringing people together. And that's it, I guess.
0: (laughs) Hmm. That was like the main ideas of the things I wanted to talk about. Is there anything that you guys think that? has helped you become who you are today that you wish to talk about or any stories or any messages addy you wish or mason you wish to give to the audience and because i feel like there's so much like i said we could go into about specific things so whatever you guys feel like we should talk about any ideas <laughs>
2: um
3: i don't know i think i would just tell people in general that uh one your dreams are possible and you can just go for things and see what works and learn along the way and as long as like your heart's in the right place and you're trying to do good like anything's possible and people like you more if you show up as your true self that is so true that's just,
1: like, my advice. <laughs> what about you, Mason? I think the quick note that I would leave is do whatever you want to. Um, and <laughs> that's not, that's, like, that's
0: perfect summary of Mason Cameron.
1: <laughs> uh, do whatever you want to and don't worry about, like, what everybody else is going to think. Or um one thing that I've always worried about a little bit is, like, why... Why would I put so much effort and time into something if I don't know that it's the thing that I wanna do forever mm. um, as a, as a career specifically? Yeah. Um, but I think doing all of the things that I've done has taught me a lot of different things and ultimately put me on a really fun and, and hopefully interesting path. Um, so whether it is something you're just passionate about, right? The second or it's going to stick for a lifetime, uh, just go for it. Like do it. Um, you're going to learn something and you're going to take away something. So just try it, see what happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there anything that you guys have learned in helping each other, push each other and your careers and in your guys' own sports? Uh,
3: it's hard. I
1: don't
3: know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be hard. <laughs>
1: Try to define your goals, mm-hmm. uh, because I know my goals and Addie's goals are different in our different sports. Yeah. Uh, so if you can have your goals, and especially if you're with a partner, uh, tell them what those goals are, uh, so they're not trying to push you in a different direction because their goals might be different. Yeah. Uh, try, try and decide what those are going to be.
0: Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you guys for meeting with me today. It was super cool. It was a quick talk, but I feel like we got all of the good things I want to talk about with you guys and send a good message out to the people. Is there anything else you guys would like to say?
3: No, I feel good about that. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, that was super
0: cool. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys.
1: Yeah. dude. Thanks yeah, for making it happen. You. Sorry, we're a little flaky, but
0: no, you guys are good. I was as well.
1: <laughs>
0: cool. Thank you.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, bye. Talk to you later.
0: Bye.